What's up, everybody? We appreciate y'all being with us tonight, considering everything that's going on. Um, this won't be uh, a long talk tonight, but um, I do have a few things that I really believe are, are important to share tonight. This is the first week in our new series called The Dream, and it's really about what God is leading us to do here at Genesis. Where has God called us to go? Who has God called us to be? What has God called us to do? And what role are you going to play in that? And I want to start off just by uh, sharing a story from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 3. And you might know this story. It's a story of a, a young boy who was called by God. His mom had actually prayed for a son, prayed for a baby. She was barren and not able to have a child. And so she prayed for God to give her a baby, and he gave her a son. And uh, there was this priest named Eli, and he prayed for her to get pregnant, uh, prayed that God would answer her prayer, and she got pregnant, and she had a son, and she named him Samuel, and she said, I'm going to lend him to the Lord for all of his life. And so when he got a little bit older, uh, she took him to Eli, the priest, and she said, he's going he's gonna to be here to serve God. He's going to work in the temple. He's going to work for you. I want you to spend time with him. He's going to live here. I've lent him to the Lord. And so he's going to serve here at the temple. And so Eli took him in. And this young boy, Samuel, is what he's doing. I'll, I'll read this verse to you. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. The, Lord, the, the word of the Lord was rare those days, and there was no frequent vision. So as Samuel is serving the Lord in the temple, he goes to lie down and rest, and Eli is doing the same thing in another part. And Samuel hears this voice. And it's the voice of God, but he doesn't recognize that it's the voice of God. And it's just this voice saying, Samuel, Samuel. And he thinks it's the priest, Eli. So Samuel gets up, and this little boy walks over to Eli's room, and he says, uh, here I am. You've called me. What, how can I serve you? And Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed, and again he hears this voice, Samuel. Samuel. So he gets up and he goes back to Eli. Yes, here I am. I'm here to serve you. What can, what can I do for you? I did not call you. Go back to bed. <clears throat> and a third time this happened. And so uh, Eli says, okay, if you hear this voice again, I want you to say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel goes back, he lays down, and he rests. In 1 Samuel 3, verse 8, Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel, 
at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And he began to go on and tell Samuel, this young boy who is now a prophet, tells him uh, this vision of what's going to happen in Israel and how this priest Eli was actually not taking care of things and, and not watching over his own sons like he should and his sons like doing wicked things. And God is saying, I'm going to remove Eli and uh, you're going to be the prophet and I'm going to speak through you and you're going to speak to the people for me. And he begins to tell Samuel all these things that are going to happen. But here are, are the takeaways that I feel like that, that God is sharing with us from the story. God is speaking. God is speaking to us. We have to listen and we have to respond. We have to recognize when God is speaking to us. Sometimes God may be trying to get something across to us and we're not actually comprehending that this is something from God. Sometimes God may put something on your heart and just like Samuel goes into Eli's room and he thinks it's Eli when it was actually the voice of God, Sometimes we get it wrong. and some, God may speak something to our heart, and instead of saying, yes, Lord, I'm listening. I'm your servant. What do you want to do? What do you want to say to me? I'm here. I'm listening. Instead of doing that, we kind of misinterpret things. And, and we, well, you know, maybe that was nothing. Maybe that's just me. I don't know if I really am supposed to do that. That's actually kind of intimidating uh, to do what God's putting on my heart. So I think that's probably just an idea from me. I don't know if it's an idea from God. And I'll uh, just wait and see what happens. And, and we get intimidated and we just kind of slink back and nothing happens. Or um, we misinterpret that as something else. Like, eh, that, that must just, you know, that must be for later. It must be for another time. Or uh, maybe I'm supposed to share that with other people. I don't know if that's a, that's a word from God for me. Maybe I'm just supposed to share it in, in small group or share it with other people, and maybe that's for them and not for me. And sometimes we, we miss it, but God is speaking. God wants to speak to us. Does, does God still speak to us? That's a, that's a question that many Christians have. Yes, God still speaks to us. Samuel, this is in the Old Testament, and it's actually called the Old Covenant. And God spoke to people. Audibly, and sometimes he just used the Holy Spirit to speak to people's hearts. And sometimes people were uh, just impressed that God was leading them to do something. Other times they heard the voice of God. But does God still speak? Yes, he does. If they heard the Lord in the old covenant, well, the Bible says that our new covenant that we have under Jesus, it's a new and better covenant. And if God spoke to them, there's no reason that God won't still speak to us. And the New Testament is full of stories where God spoke to people. Or it, and it happens in different ways. The Holy Spirit may urge you to do something. You may feel impressed to do something, to act on something. Or you may just feel um, like God is teaching you something. And you just kind of perceive it in your heart. God is speaking. We have to listen. We have to respond. We have to We have to recognize when those times come, and we can say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And so what was, what was Samuel doing when God was speaking? It says he was ministering to the Lord. He was in the temple, 
and he was ministering to the Lord, and he was serving. I think these are important. Like, I want God to speak to me, but what will I be found doing when God speaks to me? Because I want to be ready. And so I think it's important that we're serving the Lord, that we're ministering to him, that we're in the right place. That we're at the, in the right place at the right time. We're ministering to the Lord, and we're serving him, and I believe that God is going to speak. You know, um, I, I know that so many people, I, I know so many people, even in this room, something that you think about a lot is what has God called me to do? What is my purpose and what is God's dream for my life? And so throughout this series, we're going to talk about the dream for Genesis and what has God called us to do. And I say us because it really is a us. And it's not about, you know, what is God telling Kevin that Genesis is supposed to do. It's really not even about that. It's God has called us to do some amazing things. And God has called us to be the people he's called us to be. But uh, tonight, I, I, I want to kind of just hopefully answer some of these questions because I know this is something a lot of you are praying about. A lot of you have been thinking about it. Some of you have been anxious and worried, like, what has God called me to do? I, I, I need answers. I need purpose. I need direction. I need vision. I don't have it, and I'm getting stressed out about it. Well, God has called you to serve him. That's what God has called you to do. Let's just simplify things. A little bit. Let's declutter this whole question. God has called you to serve him. Well, okay, but uh, exactly how? Like, specifically, how has God called me to serve him? I believe that God has a plan for all of us. Uh, I think he has a foundational plan. You could call it a basic plan or a simple plan. But he also has a specific plan for us. Now, you will find God's foundational plan for your life in the Word of God. This is full. This is, I mean, does God, does God want to speak to us? Does God want to communicate with us? Look, this whole Bible from cover to cover is about God trying to get through to His people. Yes, God wants to speak to us. God wants to do something in us. And He is not trying to hide from us. He is not trying to make his will a mystery to us. He does want us to seek him, though. And so you will find God's foundational plan for your life in the Word of God. Well, what is God's foundational plan? What is God's basic plan for my life? Love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. When Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? That's what he said. Love the Lord your God all your mind, your heart, and your soul. And he said the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So in short, what has God called you to do? Love God and love people. I know, Kevin, but I really want specifics. because, And, and how am I going to know details? Because you're probably not going to find details in here. You know, you're probably not going to find uh, you're supposed to live in Somerville for another 20 years. Or you're supposed to go to this school. You're not going to find that in here. But what you will find in here is God's foundational plan for your life. And, and here's why that's important. Because if you are faithful with God's foundational plan for your life, then I believe that he will reveal his specific plan for your life. 
And you want to know what God's specific plan of your life. So many people are asking that, and they're worried about it. They're stressed out about it. And you know why a lot of people never figure out what God's specific plan for their life is? It's because they were never faithful with God's foundational plan. I mean, here's people that, the Christians even, that are wanting to know, God, what, I mean, speak to me. God, what are, have you called me to do? Where have you called me to go? Who have you called me to marry? What is supposed to, what's my major supposed to be? All of these questions, what career am I supposed to have? Where, where are we going to live? How are you going to provide for me? But if you're not loving God and loving people, you're probably not going to find out the answers to those other questions. I mean, you're going to make it through life. Things are going to come together for you. But I don't know about you, but I don't want to just make it through life. I don't want to just like exist. I want to be led by God. I want God's dream for my life to happen. And so if you are faithful, and do you remember the, the parable of the stewards, the parable of the talent? Jesus told this story, and he talked about a master who gave these talents, and it's a form of money, to these servants. And he gave uh, three servants, like each of them, a different amount of money. And he says, go and, and, and make more money. Go and, you know, multiply it. So they come back, and one guy had five talents, and he turned them into ten, and another guy you know, had three talents, he turned them into five. And the guy that only had one talent, he just hid his in the dirt because he was afraid of losing it. And it's almost like a football team that is trying not to lose instead of trying to go out and win the game. What happens when you try not to lose? You end up losing, usually. You've got to play to win. And this guy did not play to win. He just hid his talent in the dirt, and he brings it back to the master. He goes, look, I didn't make you any more money, but the good news is I did not lose any money. So here you go. And that's not what the master had planned. He said, get out of here, you wicked and you lazy servant. And what does he say to the servants that, multiplied their money. He says, you've been faithful. He says, come on in, a good and faithful servant. Enter in to my rest. I want God to say that to me. I don't want him to say, you are a wicked and lazy person. You didn't do anything with what I gave you. And so what has God given us? God has given us this. God has given us a foundational, basic dream for his life. And just because it's a, the, the, the word of God is so simple. The gospel is simple. It doesn't mean that it's easy. It didn't come easy. It doesn't happen easy, and it's not easy to live it out, but it is very simple, and it's very easy to understand. It is not, it's not supposed to be complicated. God's dream for your life is not meant to be cluttered, confused, or complicated. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. God, he simplifies things for us, and Sometimes we make our life so complicated, and I think that God is saying, look, just simplify your life. Why don't you go back to your first love? Love God and love people. If you're faithful with God's simple plan for your life, he will reveal his specific plan for your life. So what else is a part of God's foundational plan, God's foundational dream for us? Just to serve him. Don't get so caught up in 
What, what specifically am I supposed to do? What role do you have for me? Listen, God has so many different roles for you. He's not going to tell you just one thing. Or, this is what you're called to do. Because you know what you would do? You would go and you would do that one thing. God has called you to do so many different things. You are going to fulfill so many different roles in your life. I mean, at one time, you're going to be single, and that's going to be your role. And God has you single for a reason. And God is preparing you for something greater. Then you're going to eventually, hopefully, fit into a different role where you're going to be uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend to somebody. And there's going to be a season for you to fulfill that role. And then you might get married. And God may be calling you to be a spouse. And that's a totally different role, which is awesome. And then one day you're going to have kids and your role is going to change. And I haven't even gotten to careers yet. You think you're going to get a job and work at that job for the rest of your life? That's not going to happen, most likely. Most likely is you're going to work several different jobs. And so you're, we're like, God, what exactly have you called me to do? Listen, it's a journey. It's a process. And so don't get caught, so caught up on like, I, I'm looking for that one thing. If God were to tell you that one thing, you would just go and do it and you wouldn't be focused on anything else. But... If you would become the person that God has called you to be, then you will naturally do what God has called you to do. Who we are is so much more important than what we do because who we are determines what we do. So let me say that again. Be who God has called you to be, and you will naturally do what God has called you to do. We're so worried about what what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Tell me what I'm supposed to do. I've got to know what to do. And I think God is saying, be who, God, who I have called you to be. Become the person that I have, got, I have called you to become. Who is that? Well, the good news is it's in here too. Love God, love people, but also be a person of character. Be faithful with the, the character that you have. Um, I mean, our are you going to be led by God throughout all these steps of life if you have a problem lying over and over and you just have a life of dishonesty? Or if you're stealing, that's not being faithful. Remember, God rewards faithfulness. So be faithful in the season that you're at and be faithful as a person. Let your character, let God shape your character in this season of your life because this is a foundational principle and foundations Man, they're so important. When you talk about any kind of building, any kind of structure, foundations are so important. I used to work on foundations. When I graduated high school, I got this job with this construction company, and it was like a dirt-moving company. We would move dirt. Dirt would be loaded in. And I used to drive this compact roller. And uh, <clears throat> wasn't a great job, but I drove this roller. And you guys have seen them. They have this big wheel big steel wheel on the front, and it's just so heavy, and I would just roll this dirt and compact it, and then it had this setting where you could push down this lever, and it would shake, and it would just vibrate, and it had these kind of pegs on this roller that would kind of dig into the dirt, and it would just shake the dirt, and before a building could be built on this foundation, it had to be tested, so we had this independent uh, tester come out and he would he had a machine that he could test the density of the dirt and 
if the dirt was not packed enough, then the foundation was not ready for a structure to be built on top of it. And so we get so excited about the finishing touches. Like when you're thinking about a house that you want to build someday, you're not thinking about the foundation. You're thinking about, I want it to be painted this color. I want the windows to be like this. And I want this type of furniture. And I want, you know, and you're thinking about how you're going to decorate the house. Well, just slow down for a second because God is concerned about the foundation. And the foundation isn't real exciting. But if you build on top of a foundation that is not solid, then sooner or later you're going to have cracks up and down your walls. Cracks on your ceiling. You're going to have major structural problems and eventually you're going to have to move out of that house and that house will be worth nothing because it wasn't built on a firm foundation. And so if you want to know what God has called you to do, what, what is God's dream for your life? Work on your character. Work on becoming an honest person, a person of integrity. Work on becoming a person who has a good work ethic because God honors faithfulness. And most of all, Spend time with God, because the more you spend time with Him, the more you become like Him. What is God's dream for our lives? It's to become like Jesus. God's dream for us is not to be like other people, but to be like Jesus. First John, there's a scripture in First John that says, if we claim to live in Him, then we must walk as Jesus did. We're supposed to walk like Jesus. We're supposed to look like Jesus. And so that's what God, that's God's dream for us. And if you're focused on the specifics or the finishing touches and how you're going to paint it and, you know, all the, the details of your life and you're, those are the things that you're praying about, why don't you take a few steps back and just begin to ask God, God, what foundational things do you want me to work on? How's my relationship with you? Because I want to work on that. I want to get in your word. I want to spend time in your presence. I want to become a person of character and integrity. I want to serve. One way that I believe you can be really faithful is just being plugged in at church, being plugged in here at Genesis. But Genesis isn't the only thing. We've got church. We're a part of a church. Genesis is not a church. Northwood is a church. And we're a part of that, but... There's so much more that happens than just on Tuesday nights. We want you to get not only plugged in at Genesis, we want you to get plugged in at Northwood. Now, if you have another church somewhere else, you can continue to go there. That, that's great. But this is a foundational principle. Be involved in the local church. The local church is the hope of the world because it is God's vehicle and how he uses the church to impact the world. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to go into... Um, about specifically, what is God's dream for Genesis? And what are our core values? And where are we going as a young adult ministry? But as the band comes up, I, I just want to share this with you tonight. I want to leave you with this one thought. Become who God has called you to be, and you will naturally do what God has called you to do. God has a dream, a plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 God says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans for a hope and a future, plans for good and not evil. These are the types of plans that God has for you. God has so many great things in store for you. 
His dream for you is incredible. You don't want to miss one aspect of it. And if you've been stressed out or anxious about what God has called you to do, uh, we're just going to open up the floor tonight for prayer um, as we sing this last song and as we worship. But I want you to just let that anxiety fall off of you as we sing this song. And if you need prayer, you can come forward. And uh, people are going to come and surround you, and we're going to pray for you. We're going to believe that God's going to move in your life. But we've got to cast our cares on the Lord. If this is something that's really been making you stressed out, tonight is a a time where you're going to cast that care on the Lord and just go back to the basics and go back to God's foundational plan. And if you've been away from that, like, man, Kevin is right. Like, I've been focused on the details, but I haven't been spending time with God. I haven't been close to God. I haven't been talking to God. I haven't been reading His Word. I've, I've been disconnected. That's what I need to get back to. I need to get back to my first love. And I want you to respond to that tonight. And I want you to, to make a step and just make a declaration to God. God, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm not going to get too far ahead. Just close your eyes. Let's stand up on our feet as we're going to sing this last song. Heavenly Father, we declare to you, we're not going to get too far ahead of you. Lord, we thank you for these foundational principles, this purpose that you have for our life. I thank you that your plan for us is simple, to love you with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul. Help us to focus on that again. You are our first love. I pray for all of these here tonight, God, that if they are held captive by anything, that you would break those chains tonight. I thank you where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I thank you for bringing freedom to people's lives tonight. I thank you for people that have been far from you for coming back tonight making a commitment to be close to you again to seek your face may your will be done in us Lord Amen